What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We'll be having an open discussion about what changes Triple H will make with the WWE main roster. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19 and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. So, uh, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? All right. So, Kyle, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh-oh. My news story is actually not about a wrestling promotion per se or someone currently wrestling in general. It is about a wrestling legend um, and a little heartwarming news as well to kick off the show. Uh, this week, Hacksaw Jim Duggan had his final radiation treatment um, for his, uh, his cancer. I believe prostate cancer is what he's been battling off and on for the past few years. He got to ring the bell and he has another checkup in a few months, but as of now, he is free. Um, so I wanted to kick off the show with, you know, something nice, something wholesome, and um, very happy to hear that he's uh, hopefully on the right track to, to staying healthy. Um, I believe he's appearing at a Comic-Con in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I believe it was this, this weekend. Might have been today. I'm not quite sure, but, um, but big shout out to him. And, um, Kyle, give me a good hoe real quick. Give me your best uh, hacksaw. Oh, like the like the wait, just like the the the, the thumb. You know what he does with the fucking two by four and everything. You know what it is. He just Come says, "Ooh, like that." <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, folks. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to kick off the show with that. Big shout out to hacksaw. Um, happy to hear that. I don't know. My my mind was going all kinds of different directions when you said to do that. But anyway. Uh, no, that, that's awesome. Uh, I actually met him one time. He's a really yeah. cool dude. So, uh, he always does autograph signings and stuff like that. Really cool guy. Yeah. From so, what I hear, uh, he's a very like down to earth guy. Someone who is definitely toward the top of my list as far as wrestling, um, figures and characters to meet in person one day. I'd love to meet Hacksaw. He just seems like such a cool dude. I must've been, gosh, I must've been 13, 14, but I'd like yeah. to meet him again when I'm older. Talk about the business a little bit. Get him on the show. Really? Nice. Yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> um, all right, Agent Dylan, <laughs> I guess you and I, let's get him on the show. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it was reported that Blake Christian has signed with Tony Kong's, t- Tony Kong, Tony Khan's <laughs> Ring of Honor in AEW. It is unknown about the length of the contract, but at only 25 years old, this has been one of the best indie wrestlers since being mm-hmm. cut by WWE. He is super athletic and fits the mold of the wrestling style in AEW, so I cannot wait to see what is in store for him. Great signing for Tony Khan. I'm just unsure if we'll see him strictly on ROH because they could really use him in the TNT title scene in the AEW right now. I feel like he is going to be mostly um, Ring of Honor right now. You'll see him kind of intermittently do some AEW stuff like for Dynamite or Rampage or even Dark. Um, I could see him and Yuta putting on a good program for the pure title. Um I think that'd be a lot of fun, but he's definitely a guy that WWE dropped the ball on, especially on the run that he's been on since he left WWE. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, Hunter didn't have the chance, but no, no, (laughs) you know, budget cuts, brother. But, um, no, I'm really happy that he signed with a major promotion. We've watched a couple, uh, events that he's been on and, and we, you a little more than me have, have, have followed him since he left WWE and, um, Really happy to see he's he's back with a major promotion. That's good stuff. I even knew about him before he went to WWE. Yeah. Um, 
I would personally like to see him with Dante Martin because I feel like their oh, styles God. mesh I love a Dante little bit Martin. more than him and Yuda. So yeah. Dante Martin, I here Yuda and the Christian be a great match. I just think the styles of Martin and yeah. Christian line up just a little bit better. Could you imagine him and Ricochet? Woo! Oh, that'd, that'd be, be great. great too. But um, uh, but yeah, great stuff from uh, AEW and a really good signing for Tony Khan. I give him yeah. a lot of credit for doing that. So uh, don't you ready for AEW this week? Oh yeah. <sighs> Starting Last with week. Rampage. The debuting Madison Rain defeated Layla Gray and Swerve in Our Glory beat Josh Woods and Tony Nese in a street fight. Off to Dynamite, Jay Lethal defeated Orange Cassidy in a very solid opener. How good is Jay Lethal? My yeah. goodness. Love him. Uh, Christian Cage was able to beat Matt Hardy in singles action. I cannot wait for <laughs> Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. <laughs> yep. And yeah, that shirt was uh, crazy, by the way, which we'll get to maybe at a later date. Mm-hmm. Dundas Elite turned on the Young Bucks. Hangman Page surprisingly makes the save. I think people were expecting Omega. It was Hangman Page to come out, so we're going to have to see what uh, all unfolds there. Chris Jericho defeats Wheeler Yuta in a very solid main event, so uh, he will be challenging uh, John Moxley on Wednesday. Yep. But we will be talking about the dumpster match between the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. First off, the caster rap about Vince McMahon and <laughs> Joe Biden. The, the <laughs> Joe Biden one and the Vince McMahon one were absolutely hilarious. Love them I'd... both. Yeah, I know you popped for the Biden one, but oh, I, I, I actually like that one more than the. But uh, that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> the match was fun. There were some cool spots, and the match really got solid time. I was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. The acclaimed were able to secure the victory and push the dumpster with the Gun Club in it, which is really cool. Uh, they actually dumped it off the stage. Uh, hopefully, ending that feud. I like when these teams are in the ring together. I just think they need a new change of scenery. I love both teams. I cannot wait to see what is next. Yeah, I mean, they, they have good chemistry together. When they were paired up, that was really entertaining. Their their uh, little feud that they've had, this little program, has been very entertaining as well. Good chemistry. Um, the fact that um, Swerve and, and Keith Lee have the tag belts, I don't. obviously we're not going to get Bucks FTR like everyone predicted after Forbidden Door. So hopefully AEW can use this as a platform to bump the acclaimed up the uh, tag rankings and possibly give them a shot. Maybe not at all out, but put them in the tag title mix uh, with Lee and Swerve. Um, I think that'd be a very entertaining match and a very entertaining program too. You think um, You think Lee and Swerve beat FTR? No. No, <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Um, I think I think it would be a nice swerve, pun intended. Yeah, but, um, they're not going to do that. I mean, not to say that that's a risk needing to be taken, but AEW is not pulling that trigger. Also, shout out to the guy front row on Dynamite with the uh, during the Christian Hardy match. His sign, uh, I played this match on a WWF No Mercy. I popped <laughs> for that. That was funny. Great game, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. But that is at AEW. I thought Dynamite was pretty good. Rampage was up and down, but uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty good week for Dyn- AEW. Dynamite has been pretty steady. Rampage, it's very hit or miss. Yeah, all over the board. Yeah. Um, speaking of very interesting, we're going to get to okay. Dylan with the WWE news. This is probably the most excited I've ever been for the news this week. So, uh, Dylan, let's hear it. Yeah, it's a, it's a refreshing thing to not hear you get sarcastic whenever I dive into WWE news. 
Uh, but let's let's go right in. So Monday Night Raw kicks off with a promo with Becky Lynch. She cuts a baby face promo. She did officially turn face at SummerSlam, like we talked about last week. Um, she also mentioned that she separated her shoulder during the match and wrestled the match with with a banged up shoulder. So she's going to take some time off and heal up. Um, she goes to the back after her promo, thanking everyone, you know, for her, their support instantly gets attacked by Bailey, Dakota Kai and EO sky. Um, the heel faction that they are Bel Air comes in, tries to make the save the heel scurry. Um, later on, there was a match between Oscar and Alexa bliss, uh, which ended in a no contest because, Bailey, Sky, and Kai all came out and attacked. And then Bel Air challenged EO Sky to a match, a singles match. That also ended in a no contest because Bailey and Kai decided to attack Alexa Bliss and Asuka on the mm-hmm. outside. And then all six of them started brawling. Um, usually, I'm not a massive fan of WWE getting very repetitive, or wrestling in general being very repetitive in the sense of. No contest after no contest after no contest. However, you can tell Triple H is trying to build this team as a dominant heel faction. So you can't have them lose. Right. So what better way to do that than attack all the fan favorites, mm-hmm. right? You get, you get great heel heat attacking Becky after she announces her injury and, you know, taking time off to heal up. Um, and then back-to-back matches, they constantly get involved. They're the spotlight. Uh, the headline on CBS Sports and Bleacher Report was they were putting the women's division on notice. So, I mean, I think they uh, achieved that. Let's move on a little bit. There were some U.S. title opportunities at stake. Uh, they did back-to-back triple threat matches. The first one was AJ Styles, Mustafa Ali, and The Miz, in which Styles picked up the victory. Very creative finish, by the it was way. great. Um, Ali hits a 450 on the Miz, and like when he bounces off of him, Styles catches him instantly into Styles Clash right on top of the Miz. One, two, three, great finish. Uh, the other triple threat was Tommaso Ciampa, Chad Gable, and Dolph Ziggler, in which Ciampa picked up the victory there, setting up a match between Ciampa and Styles later on the night, mm-hmm. where Tommaso Ciampa picked up the win, and he will challenge Bobby Lashley for the United States title. I don't know if they've announced when it's going to be yet. Monday. Oh, so it's going it's to be this coming week. So yes. um, look out for that. That's going to be a great match. We're going to talk about all the Triple H stuff, but you can kind of see where <laughs> we're going. Especially SmackDown, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, later on in the show, I believe this is the main event, actually. The Usos defended the unified tag team titles against the Mysterios. This was a very nice sprint, but ultimately the Usos did pick up the victory here and successfully retain their titles. And Edge cut a scathing promo against Judgment Day. Very short and sweet. I think it only ran for about three minutes. Perfect. He came out to Metalingus, which I popped for because you know it's my, uh, it's awesome. Um, vows to end what he created, which was the Judgment Day, planting the seed for a future match with, I would assume, it'd be Edge and Balor at Clash at the Castle, considering Balor being from Ireland. Um, I mean, why not do that match in that stadium? That'll be a banger. Let's move on to SmackDown, though. Uh, real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, when was the last time the the tag team titles were main eventing on Raw? Been a minute. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> yeah, we're going. So hopefully, uh, Triple H can legitimize the tag division. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Let's yeah, get to they SmackDown. Need it. Yeah. 
Let's get to SmackDown. So um, I'm going to just jump right into it, Kyle. The news that everyone's been talking about. You ready? Yep. Ricochet defeated Happy Corbin in a singles match. It's great. I, I really like the <laughs> I really like the match. Um, Corbin got some offense in and really uh, solidified Ricochet as a babyface, which I think they really needed. Yep. Uh, you can tell the crowd's behind him, of course. And um, he's starting to develop somewhat of a character, being like a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. I liked everything about this. All right, that was just to mess with you. Let's get to the big news here. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Ludwig Kaiser to earn a IC title shot next week against Gunther. Like that too. Yep. All right. <laughs> there was a gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders for the <laughs> women's title. <laughs> <sighs> Who was it won by, Dylan? <laughs> it was won by our girl, Shayna. Baszler. Finally. I'm sorry, Liv. Your time is up. <laughs> Your time's done. <laughs> they announced that this match will take place at the Clash of the Castle, so they have a month to build this up. Uh, yeah, Liv I mean, Morgan, you, know, you know it's not going to be one-on-one. No. Right? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Liv Morgan also got a very, very mixed reaction, I think, for the first time since this babyface run started. Mm-hmm. So, um, wouldn't be shocked if WWE obviously pulls the trigger, gives the belt to Baszler, and then this starts some sort of like downward spiral character turn for Liv Morgan. I think it's the only thing they can do. Yeah, and I think it'd be entertaining too if they yeah. did it right. Uh, but Shayna Baszler's the number one contender. Oh boy, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, too, me too. <laughs> and finally, there was a promo to main event SmackDown with the Bloodline. They're celebrating. There's SummerSlam. They all walked out as champions. Everyone's happy. Out comes Drew McIntyre. And he said he's not waiting for Clash of the Castle. He wants Roman Reigns. He wants his head on a fucking stick. He wants him right now. Takes his shirt off, this Scottish psychopath. And then everything kind of goes black around them, Kyle. Very gray. Yeah. Very, very. Uh, and then the screen goes black and white. And out of nowhere, Karrion Cross makes his WWE return, beats down Drew McIntyre, yeah. throws him against the steps. Scarlet, who is in tow with him, walks to the ring looking like a million bucks. They both look great. Oh, oh dude. God. Incredible. Oh. Scarlet, very ominously puts an hourglass in the ring, flips it up, and just stares at Roman Reigns. And then they back up. And as SmackDown's going off the air, Cross, TikTok, Karrion Cross and Scarlett are back, bro. Well, Whew. ladies and gentlemen, you have your next mid-eventer on yeah. your hands in Karrion Dude, Cross. They made him look like a, <laughs> not a million bucks, not a billion bucks. A trillion bucks, Kyle. Hey, Dylan, uh, can you just tell me which one was better, last night or when he lost to Jeff Hardy in his uh, opening? <laughs> you mean when he came out looking like he was wearing a helmet and uh, looked like he was wearing a bondage costume? How mad do you think that made Triple H? Oh, dude, I bet he was fuming. Yeah. 
I bet he was fuming. Um, but I, I have opinions on this match. I think we're going to save that until when we talk about Triple yep. H. Yep. Because I, I think it's pretty clear what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're, we'll talk about yeah, that. But we, we're going to dive in more with the Raw and SmackDown stuff. We're not going to get too in-depth right now. We're going to save that for the end of the show. But, man, we got a lot to talk about later. Yeah. All right. But anyway. I'm actually, for a first time in a while, happy to say that was WWE this week, Kyle. Great stuff. Great it was stuff. it was the best week of the year yep. for, uh, for, for them. WWE. Yeah. And it was – see, it's just – it's not that hard when you have creative direction like that. Yep. And that's just what – they just couldn't understand what to do. So, uh, anyway, we're going to segue to the indies with Kyle this week. Uh, Dylan, are you ready? Yes, sir. I got some. I got a pretty cool one this week, so I hopefully you are excited for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I'll be highlighting Texoma Pro Wrestling, based out of Sherman, Texas. Have you heard of it? Can't say I have. All right, I will be covering some of their No Surrender event. We started with Montego Sika defeating Stud Stash with a cutter. Teflon John beat Louis Shumui. Oh, what a name. <laughs> with a sleeper. It's my uh, new favorite wrestler, Louis Shamui. Fitz in Dylan's guy, Charlie Haas. Oh, my God. Retained the Texano Pro Tag Team titles That's against even... Un- United Familia Camacho. That's not even a joke. I fucking love Charlie Haas. In the main event, a Texas <laughs> death match, Sam Stackhouse faced Masada. What a war this was. This started with some chain wrestling until they left the ring and they went all over the venue. Misada was unleashing kendo stick shots one after another. We saw shopping carts, trash cans, crutches, doors, all kinds of weapons. Masada folded a cookie sheet and shoved the corner of it into the eye of Stackhouse. That was awesome. In the end, Masada leaned a chair near Sam's head, gave it a punk kick. And uh, that secured the victory for him. This was one of the nastiest matches that I have personally seen in the Indies in some time. So many weapons. This was a death match worked to perfection to cap off a great night. My MVP goes to Teflon John. He is capable <laughs> enough to be one of the faces in a big-time promotion one day and is super smooth inside the ring. So go check out Texoma Pro Wrestling on YouTube with my MVP being Teflon John. Good stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. We love doing these shout-outs. It's definitely become a highlight of the week. And uh, dude, some of the names on that card. What, Louis Shamui and Teflon John? <laughs> and my guy, Charlie Haas? <laughs> yeah. What a card. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like if you're a fan of deathmatch wrestling, yeah, this was. I want to. I want to yeah. check this one out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good stuff. Good. All stuff. right. So, uh, Don, would you like to start with this day in history? Well, real quick, are you going to do the sixth? I'm going to do August seventh, actually, because this. some pretty entertaining stuff happened on August seventh. And we are uh, we are recording this currently on my birthday, twenty sixth birthday. So, uh, yeah, I was going. All right, Don, let's do uh, August seventh. Save you a little present for the end, but uh, anyway, let's do August seventh. All right. In 2001, for a edition of SmackDown, the team of Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon defeated the APA to become the first 
WCW team to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Cool. Later on in the show, Undertaker and Kane defeated the team of Sean O'Hare and Kyle's boy, Chuck Palumbo. Love them. To become the first WWF team to win WCW Tag Gold. <laughs> and then as the show closed, Rhino Gore Jericho through what was known at the time as the Ovaltron. This was the original set that SmackDown had. Remember the entryway? It was like yep. six ovals that were like kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Like a, like a 3D effect. Uh, anyway, Gorsum threw it. This was actually the last time that this set was used because the very next week on SmackDown, which maybe I'll cover it for this day in history again, but I want to say it now. Following edition of SmackDown was the debut of what has now become iconically known as the SmackDown Fist. Yep. That that was the set that they replaced the uh, what was known as the Ovaltron. Love it. Um, so a very loaded SmackDown taping here. Yep. Let's move on to 2002. Ron the Truth Killings defeated Ken Shamrock. Ron Killings, also known as R-Truth nowadays, defeated Ken Shamrock to become the NWA world title. This was the first of his two reigns with the title. He's also the first African-American to win this belt. Um, So big shout out to our truth. And in 2011, Kurt Angle defeated Sting in the main event of Hardcore Justice to win the TNA World Heavyweight title. And finally, August 7th, one day short of Kyle's birthday, is the birthday of Rena... Lesnar, also known as Sable. Mm. So happy birthday, happy future birthday to uh, Sable. Yeah, just about four hours, uh, four hours early on that one. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff. Good stuff this week. Good stuff. All right, so it is now time for the top five power ranking segment. Dylan, are you ready? Yes, sir. There's going to be a lot of recognizable names in this one, so uh, I hope everyone digs this one. All right, so starting with number five. <clears throat> Stardom's Mina Shirakawa. The 34-year-old had quite the week. During the five-star Grand Prix opening round number two, she had a tough opponent in Momo Watanabe. After an 11-minute contest, Mina was able to secure the huge victory that hopefully will get her some mainstream wrestling headlines. She just oozes charisma, has a great character, and I'm very excited to see who she wrestles next. Number four goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Tetsuya Naito. The three-time IWGP heavyweight champion quietly had a very solid week that has gone under the radar. Defeating House of Torture in tag action, he was able to pick up two huge victories in the G1 Climax Tournament, picking up four uh, points in that span. His match with Evil was absolutely insane and was a five-star caliber match, in my opinion. Naito is a very low-key heel, and I love that. It fits his personality so well so watch out for him the rest of the way in the g1 number three goes to wwe's eo sky talk about a crazy week she showed up at SummerSlam along dakota kai and bailey two days after working a near 20 minute match with a raw women's champion bianca belair which is super entertaining i thought eo looked absolutely incredible Mm-hmm. She doesn't speak English that well, but she's already better on the mic than Liv Morgan. Her <laughs> wrestling ability is easily top three in the company. Look up for her to get gold around her waist in the near future. Number two goes to Mance Warner. 
this guy is one of the better indies wrestlers today. And for him to get the big rub uh, that he got this week, Mm -hmm. it was just great to see. He won the Bunkhouse Battle Royal at Ric Flair's last match event. He beat Serpentico on AEW Dark Elevation in less than four minutes. His big highlight, Dylan, was going toe-to-toe with the AEW interim champion John Moxley on Rampage in a brutal contest. Even though he didn't pick up the victory, you have to be impressed for what you saw of him. And I hope we see him more on AEW, so I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. There's only one guy could have given number one to, and that is WWE's Tommaso Ciampa. The Everett, Massachusetts native had one of the best days in quite some time. His time on the main roster has been a flop, but everything changed Monday. He was able to defeat Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable to advance to the number one contenders match, like Dylan said. He had a very entertaining match with AJ Styles, and Ciampa secured the victory and punched his ticket for a U.S. title match against Bobby Lashley on Monday. Ciampa can be a big player in WWE, so getting him confidence and showing off his ring ability was super important, plus locking up the number one spot this week. He, he had a great week. I loved everything about it, so uh, that is the list for the week. I cannot remember the last time you had multiple WWE wrestlers. Never. Yeah, exactly. This, first, this was the first time. Shows you guys, hey, times are changing. Yep. Things are things are looking a little differently on the wrestling landscape. Good stuff. Good stuff. Tommaso deserves number one, by the way. Yes. Um, yep. Dude is dude is a monster. And um for those who didn't watch Black and Gold NXT, who are <sighs> gonna experience him for probably the first time, you're in for a treat. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. You're if, in if for you a like, treat. If you like guys uh getting power bombed on concrete, yeah, he did that. Yeah, um, you guys are in for a treat. And him was... and Bobby, him and Bobby, well, that's going to be fun. Hey, let them go 20. Oh, he will. Yeah, they'll go 20. <laughs> they oh, might go 60 with how he likes Ciampa. Uh, anyway, so that is uh, the top five power ranking. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool list. I thought you did a good job with your segment. So uh, we're going to go on to, to, the, uh, to the main event. The next segment. Oh, I don't know. I think we have some pretty cool stuff after this as well. But uh, all right, Dylan, it's now time for our open discussion on what changes we think Triple H will make or will change right away. We're going to do in the short wait, 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 term. Pause, pause. Oh, go. Time out. Time yep. out. Yep. I meant to do this as you wrapped up your indie segment. I do okay. want to. I do want to make an indie shout out of my own. Okay. So it's all over Twitter. So I think I'm safe to announce this. It's all over Twitter, or at least in our circles, it is. Um, Danny Devine made his return to Millennium Pro Wrestling at their most recent events. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see Danny back healthy. Um, he's been a guest on this show. We love him to pieces. Um, hope to have him on the show again because that was a great conversation. We'd love to pick his brain one more time. I guess this is my open invite if he's listening. It's the <laughs> open challenge, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out, brother. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool to see Danny doing, uh, doing his thing once again and um, really excited for him and, and what's to come with uh, MPW. The open challenge was uh, accepted by just incredible. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna talk about what changes we think Triple H will make. So we're gonna do two different things. We're gonna do in the short term and the long term as well. We're super excited about the changes that have already been made in the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks. So, Dylan, why don't you get us started with some changes 
you see him making just in the short term? Uh, well, we've kind of we've already seen it, and you're just going to see more of it moving forward. Um, you're going to see a lot of. Well, I can I, I can say this word now, Kyle. Speaking of short term, uh, Triple H has lifted the ban on the word wrestling. Yeah, and wrestlers. So look for uh, the superstars to be called professional wrestlers. Yeah, that needs to die. Yeah, and um, matches to be called wrestling matches. It's no longer taboo, guys. So that being said, in the oh, short and, term, and belts and belts is back too. Did you see that? Well, Cody Rhodes is already dropping belts when he came around anyway. And yeah, but, mad at I, it. but I yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cody just made his own fucking rules. But <laughs> anyway, um, so in the short term, and I guess it could go long term as well. But what we've already seen so far is you're going to see a lot more creative freedom from the wrestlers themselves. Yeah. So promos aren't going to be as scripted. Matches aren't going to be as laid out uh, from what I've heard. A lot of the matches that you've seen on TV this past week or even the past couple weeks were called in the ring where yep. Vince would try and have every spot planned out as much as possible. There was very little creative freedom outside of just a couple spots here and there. Obviously, the bigger names just kind of do what the fuck they want, but Triple H is kind of saying, hey, I'm just going to lay out the card. I'm going to write the stories, but the matches that you guys see, like the matches you guys put on, like that's on you. Yep. Like he's, he's, he's letting them have kind of more creative freedom. And then, and promos wise, um, you're also going to see some separation of who are the natural talkers and who needed the scripts. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can definitely tell who's, uh, who's got on the mic and who does not. Yeah. And I think to be honest, that's, that's probably a good thing because you can make tweaks and adjustments of, okay, this person's not a strong talker. They're good in the ring though. Maybe we can give them a mouthpiece with someone who is a great talker. Maybe put them in a tag team with a better, t- you know, like, you can make tweaks. You can make adjustments based okay. on what you've got. But I think given that creative freedom and that artistic freedom, promo-wise especially, you're going to see a separation. You're Absolutely. Gonna, the, the, the greats are going to be separated from the not-so-greats. I guess that would be the nicest way I could put it. But there is um, going to be some talent that Triple H, you know, that hasn't worked with a lot. But, yeah. you know, you can just see that. I mean, he hasn't. I, to my knowledge, he hasn't really been around Bobby Lashley too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's just going to give the green light to him because he knows how good he is. You know well, I mean? he, is, he is familiar with Bobby. Remember, when Triple H was still a full-time main eventer, Bobby yes. was, was, was in the locker room. So they've, they've worked together. I don't know how many matches they've worked together in the past, but they've, they've shared a locker room together. So I'm sure they're I just meant with, like, with him in it. Like but, a, yeah, from a creative role. standpoint, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for um, – that's my biggest thing. Okay, is, is the is the creative freedom right now at least, and it's you know everything's not going to be so stale like it was with Vince. Yep. So I'm very excited to see uh, not as robotic. You know what I mean? Yes. Not as robotic. Oh goodness, yeah. Um, just a few things in the short term. Honestly, I think the big one. I mean, there's been reports today. The biggest one, he's going to sign the cut wrestlers that he wants back. Yep. We've seen Karrion Cross. We've seen Dakota Kai. There's going to be more. I would be shocked if Johnny Gargano's not back in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying. I think Bronson Reed, there's a good chance that he could be back. I know uh, Tegan Knox, I could see being back. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's just a whole lot of names down that we could see. Yep. Um, you know, he has a vision. He's trying to bring those 
uh, people back to fit, and uh, I'm all for it. Because, you know, this is kind of a uh, double-edged sword, if you will. Um, there's there's going to be people that are going to be pushed, but mm-hmm. you have names, Dylan, that were pushed by Vince mm-hmm. that aren't really going to be pushed anymore. For example, I, I, I thought of some names... Um, cause you know, this honestly isn't good for everyone, but mm-hmm. I mean, the, the people that we really don't care about are people probably not going to be pushed. Uh, number one is Omos. Uh, yeah. Omos just does not fit the creative direction. I don't think for triple H. So we're not going to see a him a ton in anything big. Um, Carmella is just not there as a professional wrestler. So mm-hmm. I just don't think we're going to see Shanky is another one. I just don't know. Um, he worked with Jinder Mahal with an NXT. So maybe some Jinder Mahal. Um, this Nikki ASH character is definitely going to be gone. Uh, so this current character for Nikki is just not going to work. So there, mm-hmm. there's definitely some, there, there's some, uh, some good, some bad for talent, but uh, overall, He's just going to sign who he wants and it's going to be great. Yeah. And for those who are like, well, you know, God, you can't, you can't bring everyone back. Like you bring back Gargano, you bring back Bronson Reed, you bring back Deacon Notch, you bring back all these names that aren't there anymore. There's not going to be enough airtime for him. Remember there is a report that what we have currently with NXT is going to be like a hybrid of sorts. So you're going to see a lot of black and gold elements, but also what we have currently. Um, so don't be shocked if, as I know, I know how much you love Bronson Reed, but don't be shocked if it becomes a focal point on, I guess what we can unofficially call NXT 3.0, um, since it's going to be getting a little facelift again. Um, don't be shocked if some of these names that come back, don't just kind of stay down there to one, help develop some of the greener talent that is down there, help carry them a little bit and, and guide them along and also just make the show just more compelling. But a guy like Gargano, he's going to – Triple H is going to put him straight on the main road. Oh, yeah. We know, we know how Fancy, much – Yeah, we know how much <laughs> Triple H loves Gargano. And the biggest report when Triple H took over was, you know, he quote-unquote wants to right the wrongs from the past year. Yes. So all these people who got cut or all these people who decided not to resign because of just frustration. Now, unfortunately, some of those names are already gone. You know, market, Adam, but like, like Adam Cole is, is signed to AEW for a very lengthy amount of time. Five years. Keith Lee, Keith Lee signed for a very lengthy amount of time. Um, Malachi, but Malachi is another one, but there's still a lot of big names out there. Still haven't heard from Bray Wyatt in a while. Yeah, but Gar- Gargano's about, still free. What about the names that he hasn't worked with? What about a guy like Jonathan Gresham? You know, he's been mad yeah. with you know the current direction with Tony Khan. Oh, Why 100%. not bring him in? Now remember, so Triple H is still scouting the indies, I guess, because he does want to flood NXT with independent talent, with yes. established wrestlers to go with some of the projects that they have down there too. That's what I meant by like the hybrid. So Jonathan Gresham, love the guy. He, he he's another name that could fit in the the new and improved NXT. I guess he can I, he can kind of help. But I'm with you. I think he deserves a bigger spotlight. But don't be shocked if at least in the short term they put him there. I don't think he would sign if he was in NXT. 
just because he's the, I think the draw with him is he he's going to want to make that main roster money and yeah. be in a big spot. You know, he he argued with Tony Khan about him not being in a great spot, losing his title already. Why mm-hmm. is he the NXT work with, you know, the guys that are learning more so than the Roman Reigns, the, the established names on the roster? And that's why I kind of worry about, like, if you – if this is your draw for NXT, mm-hmm. like, are, how many names are you actually going to get? Because yeah. a lot of Triple H's names – they're not going to want to go to NXT. They're going to want to work directly with him on the main roster. Now, I think NXT is going to be here's what it's going to be more black and gold storylines, black and gold mm-hmm. feel with the current 2.0 roster. I think. Oh, okay. Personally, I think that's what it it's going to become. I don't think you're going to see a lot of established names down there. I think you're going to see some free agents. Now, some people in the indie scene that need, still need some work, perfect for NXT. Jonathan Gresham's mm-hmm. not one of those people. Right. Uh, if they were to get it like a Mance Warren or something like that, not one of those people. But if you get like a lower-level indies guy, you bring them in, that's all for NXT. Have your feel, the, the harder music, change the logo. But it's going to be more about the feel with the 2.0 roster. What do you think about that? I see where you're going. So you're saying instead of bringing in like a Jonathan Gresham to you do. kind of be no, I mean like I'm talking about for for NXT instead yes. of having him be in the main event of NXT with like Braun Breaker and some of those people, you put him on the main roster. Um, but there are there are a lot of indie names. Uh, don't be shy. Hey, I've been hyped on Alex Zane for a while. I could see him helping boost up uh, NXT. He really didn't get a fair shake the first time. Um, But think of some other names, you know, uh, former guests of the show, maybe Lexi Gomez. um, Yeah. um, One of our, one of our favorite guys. Why did my mind just go blank? JJ Garrett. JJ Garrett. Like there's, there's, there's names on the indies that aren't as established as a Jonathan Gresham. Um, or I'm now I'm blanking on, on big free agents, but you no, know, you could do, I, I don't know if he, I don't know how many guys are free agents. You could bring an Andrew Everett in, Yeah, you know, you can bring so many different names and uh, I, I think it'll work. So, or since, you know, I know triple H watches or watch, I know triple H listens to the show on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I see the numbers. Stanford, Connecticut is through the roof. So I know you're listening, buddy. Could you imagine? Hey, I know <laughs> oh you're listening. I know you're listening, my guy. So hey, go get the Divine Brothers, man. Put them on a big screen. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, dude. Could that you would imagine? be a, that would be a, that would be a good fit for for uh, the hybrid NXT or or you know, there's there's definitely options. But I I like what you're saying. You don't have to go full time twenty year established vets. And it put them on a show that not a lot of people are going to watch. Well, that, well, that's just not their draw. Right. So, right. and a guy like out, like uh, Zane, is he going to mm-hmm. want to be on NXT? Now, I think it's a good fit, mm-hmm. but remember, a lot of the roster are new wrestlers. Yeah. Experience that he, he can fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's just going to be interesting what they t- I- I read a report on that. So, personally, I think it's going to be yeah. 2.0 roster with the feel. So, it's just going to be interesting. With me. 
Because she really fits the 2.0. How is she going to fit with? I think she stays. It's going to be really. I think she stays. Yeah. Soon. I think. Well, I think. Obviously, it's inevitable that eventually I think all of Toxic Attraction goes up to the main roster because I think Triple H would do really good work with all three of them. Um, But right now, I mean, they're a massive focal point of that show. They're the vocal point show. Yeah, at least in the short term, because right now we're talking about short term goals, I guess. Um, You need them to kind of carry that show. Then once you get a feel for everything and, and, and everything starts meshing with the new vision or whatever, then you can start toying with it. Because I think Toxic Attraction would be a great faction for, well, if we're getting Bailey, Sky, and, and Dakota Kai on Raw, you got to put them on Smackdown. Toxic Attraction on SmackDown. So I, there's there's definitely things you could play with. I think they're in long-term plans, so we could dive into that a little later. Um, but in the short term, they need to stay where they are because they just need star power. They need established names. But uh, another thing is that we didn't mention on the um, on the rundown, we saw a vignette. The uh, women's tag team titles are uh, yeah. going to be back. They're going to start a tournament on Monday. So maybe we get some of those NXT 2.0 or the new NXT names. So it's going to be yeah. very interesting in the short term what we see. A few more things before we move on. I want to see, or I'm not going to say I, but I think we're going to see changes to the music at the big events. Yeah. We're going to start calling it pay-per-views. I know we are. Just give it time. Um, I, I just want better music and not just the same. Everything just sounds the same with Vince. I want a little edgier, a little heavier because it, mm-hmm. it, it's great. It's great. More for my style. More my yes. style. You know? uh, <laughs> continue to get rid of, you know, the band words like you already did with wrestlers, belts, stuff like that. Uh, you keep going along. Um, and I think the biggest thing, wrestling over the comedy. This is a pro wrestling show. So we need on a two-hour show, we need a lot of wrestling. We can't. Mm-hmm. We can't have. I think there was one episode of Vince. There was eleven minutes of wrestling in a two-hour show. Can't do that. No, we um, cannot do that. Well, I'm happy you pointed out the comedy stuff because in the short term, from what we've seen, so Triple H has had Raw and SmackDown for two weeks, right? Yeah, and then he had SummerSlam in the middle of it. Yes, we have not seen a single appearance or mention. Of the twenty four seven title, get rid of it. So I think it's I think it's about to be defunct and on its way out. Bring a Dana Brooke to SmackDown. I'd put her on SmackDown. Let her work. Yeah, Dana Brooke should be established as a uh, a true star in the women's division because uh, I I personally don't think she's too far off from Liv Morgan. So yeah. I, you know, I I think they got something in her. So, but I I have some uh conversation pieces for for long term stuff that involves the women's division. Uh, so I'll save my thoughts for that. Um, I do want to touch on one more thing before we move on, where we talk about how Triple H is going to bring back all these guys and girls that are gone. My only fear, and I kind of touched on it already, is you're going to run into the what I call the AEW effect. You bring in all these big names, and people are bound to get lost in the shuffle. There's only so much airtime to give out. Oh, okay. So okay, I would just... So- I would just be meticulous with who so you bring from, back. From what you've seen the last two weeks, uh-huh. give me a name who you'd be worried that I get lost in the shuffle. Right now, yes, like a As... like a like an established. I know he's gonna bring back the Jakovic. It's been. Te- 
Give me like a name that you're worried about losing in the show. Well, it's not okay. In your eyes, it's not a big name, but considering this person is a champion right now, Liv Morgan will get lost in the shuffle. Oh, well, I it's, hope it's, does. it's 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 bound to happen. Well, she, um, I mean, is it that big a loss? I'm not look, I'm not gonna <laughs> dog her too much, but in the grand scheme of things, there are better people suited for that role that she's in. But considering she is currently a champion. You can call her, I guess, by default, a big name. She's going to get shuffled down the card. Well, um, would you consider Nixon Cruz a big name when she was champion? No, but <laughs> she was she was champion. I'm yeah. saying in the in the in the, I guess the the stereotypical scheme. If you're a champion, you're quote unquote a big name, right? Um, no, that'll be affected. I'm trying to think I, of some on the men's side that I think will be affected moving forward. It's definitely uh, you, not going to be Edge. Well, it's not going to be Edge. No. Dude, <laughs> Triple H loves Edge. He has for what, forever, I think. Um, you already touched on it. Omos, he's been treated highly the last little bit. The biggest name, and you're going to hate me for this, I don't think Theory is going to be treated as well as people think. I don't uh, think, I don't I don't think he's going to be treated bad. I certainly don't think he's going to get cut. But Triple H is going to go with the long-term goal with Theory. The fact that he's Money in the Bank, Mr. Money in the Bank right now, I'm not calling Theory a project because the dude has all the tools, but there is things he needs to work on still. Um, and I think the mic is one of them. He's perfect in the mid-card right now. Perfect. So I see Triple H possibly taking the briefcase off of him in a match, I don't know against who, so don't ask, taking the briefcase off of him and letting Theory kind of be that slow burn because he is a future star. I'm just worried right now Vince pushed him way too quickly, and we've seen guys get pushed way too quickly, and they do nothing. Vladimir Kozlov was booked like a monster. How did his run go? Yeah. Bobby Lashley was booked like a monster the first time around. He went stale after a while, and then he had to go – find himself again in impact and thank God he did because he's in God mode right now. So yeah, what about a guy like Kazarni? <laughs> <laughs> I always see look, I'm in the middle of like what I think is a great thought and then you <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like <laughs> like theory I think I think he's been pushed too quickly too soon and let him have a couple US title reigns. Let him move to SmackDown and 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 run the IC title picture like let him establish himself a little bit more because I think he's a main eventer in the future, just not right now. So Let me ask you a quick question before we move on. Go ahead. Now, I'm just going to say hypothetical. I don't know the exact details on what, you know, how it would go down. How would you feel about him cashing in on next year's Money in the Bank? Oh, because, so you think, I mean, you, you think so theory I would waits have till... the whole year. Uh-huh. And then he cashes in on that night. No one has ever done the whole last yeah. second thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, it's obviously written that you have a full year. Mm-hmm. So you have from Money in the Bank to Money in the Bank. Before the show ends. Yep. But no one has ever done the full wait till the clock almost strikes midnight. It's not a bad idea. No, because then he can hold it. You, you can still put him in the mid card. You can establish him a little more. Yeah. yeah. Not a that's bad idea. Should, that, that's, 
that is what should have happened to Liv Morgan. She needed the whole year. But now you have an opportunity for theory. I, I think it's a good idea. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, Dylan, uh, name a couple things, or maybe just start with one, and then we'll go back and forth in the long <clears> term. <throat> the main event scene is going to change. Um, it already has. The, well, yeah, <laughs> well, it, it already has, but it's going to keep changing. So <clears throat> it's no longer going to be dominated by Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Goldberg is not popping up anytime soon. Um, I wouldn't I be so you, sure about that. No, I don't think he's popping up. Uh, um, he, I, I read he has one more match on his contract. No, he's, he's, he's fulfilled his original oh, obligations. He, he okay, wants, good. he wants more matches. Ooh, okay. Got but it. I'm not going to say that Triple H is on the, he doesn't not, fit the mold. He's not rushing to the phone like Vince no. would. Yeah. Um, so long-term you're going to see different players in the main event scene. Obviously, you're going to see some familiar names like Roman. He'll eventually drop the belt, but he's not going to disappear. Like he's still Roman Reigns. This run has really established him as what I think WWE envisioned him being. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to believe that he's been doing. You could even put him back yeah. in the mid card, staff that title. Yeah. So I think Roman's not going anywhere, but he's not going to dominate the title picture like he has you got McIntyre who the crowd still loves you have Lashley who the crowd is red hot for Cross recently came back and he's clearly inserted himself in the title picture Cody Rhodes is still hovering in the background when he's back from injury Seth Rollins Seth Rollins Triple H is a big Seth Rollins guy what about Edge so here's here's my thought about Edge Edge, what he's doing right now is, in my opinion, flawless. Yeah. He's, he's in established stories. He's in important stories. But he's not in the title picture constantly. I know he had that run with Roman and, and uh, Danielson with Mania. Like, he's been in it, but he hasn't won it. I think what he's doing right now is perfect because he's going to continue to elevate people. Balor, his main roster run has not been great. Wrestling with Edge and Triple H at the creative helm, Balor's going to shoot to the top of the card. Yes. Um, and I think Edge will help him do that. Not that Balor needs Edge to do that, but it's like a perfect storm right now. He's working with the perfect opponent with the perfect guy running the show. Balor's set, I think. Um, so there's a quote-unquote new guy in the main event scene, even though he is a former champion for a day. Um. And say what you want about some grudge or, or bad blood between Cody Rhodes and Triple H. Triple H. They got over it. They're going to get over it. Well, yeah, they're going to get over it. Apparently, they already squashed it at Mania. They had a private conversation. But Triple H is also a very smart wrestling guy. Cody Rhodes is money, and he knows that. So when Cody comes back, it's going to be the same stuff. Cody's going to be pushed to the moon. He's going to be champion eventually. The biggest thing with the men's division, then I'll move on to the women's division. I know I'm going long here. Those titles are going to be split very, very soon from numerous mm-hmm. reports. Apparently, nothing confirmed yet, so don't quote me, but could be as soon as Clash at the Castle, Cross challenges for one title and McIntyre challenges for the other. It won't be a triple threat match. And Roman mm-hmm. will have to wrestle twice. I think Roman in the short term will 
beat Cross by some screwy finish, and then Cross will eventually get the upper hand at a later event. And then McIntyre gets his crowning moment in front of the UK crowd. I think that's how it'll go down if that's what they do. And then Cross will eventually be the one to take the WWE title yeah. off of um, Reigns, possibly at the next pay-per-view. You know, Uso's banned from ringside or whatever. They'll do some stupid shit. Um, that will still make sense. And then Cross will be champion until Cody comes back. And I think that'll be your WrestleMania match for the, Ooh, for the really? WWE title. Okay. You're have Cross and Rhodes for the title at Mania. Oh, God. Because Cody, Cody's winning the Rumble. I mean, that's just that's set in stone. I, I don't see a scenario where he doesn't. No, I don't. And this is one of those instances where predictability is not a bad thing. No. There is one right answer to the we talked about this for Mania when Rollins had the mystery opponent story. There's one right answer to the test. You can't so fuck on. this up. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. But, like, there's only one direction you can yeah. go with the Rumble this year. It's Cody. It's Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Now, who he faces, I love what Roman has done with this gimmick, but I still think they're going to pull the trigger with Roman Rock, and you don't need the belts for that. So why not give us something fresh? Why not give us Cody Rhodes and Karrion Cross main eventing night two of WrestleMania since it's going to be two Could nights again? Could you imagine what Vince would be thinking? Vince is going to lose Karrion Cross in the main event over Roman. Oh my! Roman will main event night one. Let's let's be clear no, here. If you bring the Rock, he's main event. If you if you bring night. the Rock in, that'll be your night one main event, and then yes. Cody Cross is my prediction for night two. Right now, and I know that's super early because Cross has been back in WWE for a day, but that's my prediction. Those belts are splitting because apparently the USA Network is not very happy at the fact that they don't have a world title or a world champion appearing on their show. Yeah. Because Roman only pops up on SmackDown. Very rarely is he on Raw. Yeah. The USA Network wants a champion on Raw. Cross already was on Raw before during his initial run. I know he just appeared on SmackDown, but that can be Drew's show. Put Cross on Raw. You have a face champion on SmackDown, a heel champion on Raw. Am I am I stupid here? Like, am I, but am I here's the crazy? thing: you're you're missing one thing. What is that? Where Theory comes in, though? Do you have Theory cash in, and that's who brings it to Raw? No. Remember, he's already Raw wrestler. Now, I already thought of this, too. So, you're going to do crossroads. <laughs> crossroads. <laughs> you're going to do Karrion Cross and Cody Rhodes at Mania. That's my prediction for the right. WWE title. Cody gets his moment. He's going to get a nice little run. We'll go with your theory. <laughs> Pun intended. Golly. Austin Theory cashes in on Cody Rhodes to win the WWE title. And puts himself as the top heel against the top babyface for a summer run. Yeah. Now, I think Cody will ultimately win that feud because I think he should. But nice little rub for, for Theory. He gets a world title, holds the belt for a few months. Nice series of matches with Cody Rhodes throughout the summer. I mean, why not? Yeah. It'd be fun. Of course it would. Yeah. But that's my, uh, that's my long-term plans as of now for the men's division. I want to talk about the women's division real quick before I turn okay. it over to you. Yeah. The women's division is just going to be treated with more legitimacy. Um, yes. Not that they haven't recently, but over the last mm. couple of years, it's kind of faltered a little bit. 
and Triple H is going to push his people. Rhea Ripley is going to go to the top of the card. Bailey's going to be treated like Shana. a goddess. Shayna's already getting a title <laughs> shot, and Triple H has literally had the show for two weeks. <laughs> um, Charlotte will play a prominent role, but I kind of see her in the Edge role. Not in the same sense, because obviously she doesn't have the experience that Edge has, but she can be that prominent woman in the division without the title. Um, and she'll be kind of intermittently put in there, but I think her role is going to change a little, uh, just a little bit, um, which I think is fine and is refreshing. Um, Rhonda, I kind of worry about too, but also she worked a match with Triple H, and that was very positive with everyone involved. I guess Triple H was a big fan of that too. So I think she's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think she's going to be booked. Well, she's going to be booked as a heel, which is the right move. And Triple H is going to keep it that way. If you, there's one person to be worried about in the women's division in a high spot right now. And that's Liv Morgan. Yeah. Rhonda's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, Rhonda's going to be fine. Charlotte's going to be fine. Well, Rhonda's going to be your special attraction. Yes. Which is fine. Charlotte's going to have the prominent roles, but I don't need her as champion 24 seven. So I think that'll change a little bit. Um, do you, do you think we get Ronda Shayna at WrestleMania for the title at mania for, no. the, for your big SmackDown match? No, because you have to turn one of them face. Oh, it's Ronda. Shit. can't be a face. I know, but Ronda works better as a heel. I still think they're gonna do they're gonna do Ronda Becky, whether it's for a title or not. That's what they've wanted to do for the last two years. Yeah, but new creative, how do you know? Yeah, but again, Triple H can smell money where it can be made and the I fans wouldn't, I, I think I think people, people have clamored for that match for a few years now. I think it's gonna happen. But regardless, the women's division is going to be treated very legitimately. Now, I know, like, the women's division has been getting TLC matches. They've been getting Royal Rumbles and Money in the Banks and stuff. But you and I have kind of pointed out they do too many safe spots. Yeah. Now, this is all wrestler willing. I don't think he's going to force anyone to do anything they don't want to do. But those matches will get a little more aggressive. Those matches will be a little more intense. Um and he's going to put the right talent in those spots so the matches are crisp. You have, Rhea, you have, you're you literally re- talking about one match, but go on. What's that? War Games. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think we see War Games on the main roster? i do it at Survivor Series. I would do that instead of... Um... You can oh, still... Dylan, here's the thing. You can still do an elimination match, have Team Blank versus Team whoever... You can do a mid card uh, Survivor Series match. They've you know, done that. The They've done that in the past. That's what I'm saying. Then you have the two War Games matches. Could you, could you imagine with that talent? Oh, oh, dude! And there's going to be great. more to come. There's going to be more to come. Yeah. Like you said, Tegan Knox is probably on her way back. Um, I think that's probably one of the first people he's going to call. I'm sure he's already called her. To be honest, I. Um, uh, how fast do you think you call Gargano? He's probably on a jet already. <laughs> it's just a matter of him appearing, and so much shit happened this week. It's like, hey, let's calm down a little bit. I, I, did, I did read one thing before, and then you can move on. Um, there is a little bit of 
decisiveness between – I don't know what the word. So Bray wants to bring back the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Triple H wants him to do something with the Bray Wyatt character. Mm-hmm. So as in maybe him lead a new stable mm-hmm. with a little bit younger talent. What do you think about that? Who would you put in it? Who would you put in it? Um, no, I don't really know anything about this guy. There's a guy in NXT 2.0 named Joey Gacy. Yeah. Apparently, they've been really like putting him in some like horror uh, stables. So mm-hmm. I would bring him in there, and then I'd sign Braun. I think, yeah, I think Braun's on his way back too. Omos has been booked as the quote unquote prominent big Not man. Not anymore. No, Braun's on his way back. Yeah, control your narrative, brother. EC3, come on back too. Yeah, but. We'll bring him back. James Storm, come on in. <sighs> Love James Storm. You think James Storm could uh, work with some of the younger talent in NXT, or would you put him straight on the main roster? Uh, I would pair him with Bobby Roode. I'd oh, pair him with Bobby Roode and let them go to work as, a ta- as the uh, tag team champions. Could they call themselves Beer Money, or is that like a team? No, uh, I just call them uh, Beer Monet. Just call them millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Yeah, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. But anything else before I uh, – I just a couple things I haven't – No, no, you're good. You're good. I think I said everything. So, yeah, I literally my first thing was uh, to ununify the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what direction they're going to go but uh, with the main titles, but obviously that is going to change at some point. The long term, I see the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season having a little bit more excitement. Yep. The Royal Rumble, especially – the women's wasn't that great, but the men's especially, I think maybe was the worst Royal Rumble in years last year. So there's just going to be more excitement because we're going to get some of those names back. Mm-hmm. And you can you can work with the new NXT. We can work with maybe a new free agent. And then WrestleMania, do we might have a Finn Gargano feud for the world title in the next couple of years. You know Triple H would love to do that. So uh, it, there's just going to be a lot of excite, more excitement for the uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season specifically. Yep. Tag team divisions got changed, and I think it will. They'll split um, those belts too. It has been a mess because there's only about four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would like to see Kofi as a singles guy. That reaction he got on Friday was massive. So I'd like to see him in the the mid card mm-hmm. for SmackDown. Um, I'd actually like to see Big E and Xavier go to Raw and let them work in that mid card as well. Um, but just fixing the tag team division, I think we're gonna. I mean, we're already seeing it with the women's because they're having mm-hmm. the tournament. There's definitely a plan. Um, we're just gonna have to get some tag teams in there. Like if you did a Bobby Roode, James Storm, you know, it, we, we just gotta get we gotta get new. We gotta get fresh. Because uh, it just it can't be dominated by the Usos, just because they don't have anyone else. Yeah. Um, so, okay, but go ahead. on before I get no. Go on before I get my. I only have one more point. So I mentioned when you were doing your rundown, I was like they should split the tag belts, and then I actually remembered because you you brought up a good point. They don't really have a lot of teams. Would you keep those unified and just simply call them the WWE tag team titles? Well, I think it'd be. I think it'd be easier to do that, but it doesn't really make sense if you keep the brand split. Correct. So. Okay. 
So yeah, I think I think if you're going to keep the brand split, which it sounds like they're going to, because I think it's the right move, which is fine. I mean, the roster's so everyone bitches and moans because they're like, how can a wrestling promotion have two world titles? Everyone else only has one. It's like WWE's roster's so fucking massive. Like you can't, <laughs> you know, you can't have, you have two shows. You can't I mean, have forty people compete for one title. Like yeah, split it up. So yeah. I'm not I'm not against the brand split as much as everyone else is. I just hope it's more of a split. I I kind of miss the days of exclusive pay per views. Yeah. Um, because it gave each show two months to plan, and then you had the big four, which is all joint. I hope or, they do that. Or I guess I don't, you could I don't it... think we're going to though. No, I I don't think that'll change. But that's something on my wish list to change. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But. Yeah, like you said, if they're keeping the brand split, they're splitting those tag belts up. But go and on. Just, uh, just two more thing. I actually have one more. Or two more. I just added one. Um, I'd like to see the the sets for the pay per views change. Um, at and I think they're going to. Triple H has a really knack for presentation, so mm-hmm. I think we're going to see variety with how things look at these events. Something that really should have happened years and years ago, but I just think with the presentation aspect. Things are going to change with how we look and see. So it's just, it's great. Um, and I think we'll see that. The last thing, and we even did in the short term, Dylan, free agents. Yep. There's a lot of guys, specifically in AEW, who are up in 2024. There was a report by Russell Hollick or some Hollick. I think it was Russell Hollick or Culture Hollick, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that MJF. There's uh, there's belief in the AEW locker room that he still wants to go to yeah. WWE. So, would Triple H pull the trigger on a guy like MJF? Because let's let's remember, MJF really isn't the biggest fit for mm-hmm. the Triple H Black and Gold era. But I don't know if you could pass on a guy like that because one, no. it gets him away from AEW, and two, you have a star in your hands, yeah. fit or not. It's just so, like it's it's just like the Cody Rhodes thing where I mentioned, you know, you took an eight like it was the first time WWE took a major AEW star. Yeah. MJF, assuming they don't do it before then, would be the second. Yeah. So like that would be a big get. He's a big name in wrestling. Rumor is that MJF might just sit out the rest of his contract, which I hope he doesn't because that's not until twenty twenty four. If he wants to, I think Khan would just cut him. But yeah, but even then, like, even if you have to wait till 2024, if, if Tony Khan is just so stubborn and they're like, I'm not cutting him, if he doesn't want to appear, fuck it. He could just sit there for two years. Let's see if his stock is still high, brother. Guess what? It's still going to be, and Triple H yeah. is going to pounce on it. Um, and then, and then yeah. the only other name I see is Josh Alexander. He just fits as a yeah. Triple H guy. You don't think that he'd push him to the moon, too? No, I mean, he would. I just love what Josh is doing with Impact, and I want him to carry that and boost that show up and boost that promotion up. But, but I, I, I'm just I, thinking I what hypo- you mean. Yeah. hypothetically, I'm just yeah. thinking of names. But uh, I think that's really it for uh, the open discussion here. I think we had some good things. Uh, before, Dylan, if you have anything else, we're going to jump right into the Dummy M moment of the week. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go right in. All right. Why don't you start? All right. So um, Eric Bischoff is in the news. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I can't remember how it's pronounced. Um, Is it Ryan Satin? Satin? 
it's Satan. Not Satan. Satan. I'm about to say, it's not Satan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric Bischoff appeared on his show um, this week, and he mentioned how AEW is not competition to WWE. Um, they may be doing the same business, but they're not. He just says they're not even close. Um, and the biggest takeaway from that is he said he compared AEW to a mom and pop hot dog stand, and <laughs> WWE is like Arby's. That's funny. Which, okay, yes, it is funny. It made me laugh, but also, I get that WWE's been around for decades upon decades. They're not going anywhere. And I get that AEW is still, what, they just celebrated their. Th- third year anniversary yeah. mm-hmm. so i get they're still in their their you know they're in the toddler stage trust me i know what a fucking toddler's like um but come on dude like i i i just don't like the idea that everyone like has this well aw is not even on wwe's radar brother it's like yeah they are um they're doing stuff that no one thought was possible especially in three years like, how many wrestling promotions have you seen start up that die after six months? Oh, yeah. So the fact that they've even made it three years is already a milestone. The talent that they have on their roster compares to WWE's very easily, and in some aspects, you could say is better. Well, that's um, really Vince, but yeah. Yeah. Um, they they did a, a joint show with New Japan. Granted, it was a little bit of a disappointment, but that's something that WWE – was not gonna do maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that maybe that changes with Triple H I don't know but AEW has broken barriers that WWE hadn't even mm-hmm. like WWE's not doing joint pay per views with New Japan or joint pay per views with any other rival promotion so to say that they're just a mom and pop shop a mom and pop hamburger stand <laughs> I think is how he called it and WWE's <laughs> Arby's I'm like come on dude like. Quit well, shoot, like just shut up. Well, I th- I think he's saying that Dylan just mirror off ratings, right? Just yeah. because I mean, it gets look what well, look what Raw got. Mm-hmm. I think the first hour got almost what two point four million with the point yeah. six three and the in the key that demos. Like that is in it was the highest in two years. Yeah, if if it consistently does that. From a rating standpoint, it's going to be tough to catch them. However, so, yeah. But ahead. if we're just comparing the shows, AEW has been better the last three years. Yes. Just because it's more pro wrestling. I don't love their stories, but they make more sense than WWE's. Not everything is, mm-hmm. you know, they're very meme, but it's not, everything's not a joke like WWE used to be. So I think from the standpoint of the show, it's going to be very close, but mm-hmm. I just think he's talking about as a ratings. So even even that, I don't like when people use that argument. It's no, like I don't everyone, either. But. It's like everyone uses the argument of like, well, Tom Brady's better than Peyton Manning because he has seven rings. Peyton has two. It's like, well, no one was smarter than Peyton Manning. Tom Brady had the better teams. WWE's Ooh. established. They've been around. Yeah, that's a hot take. We could talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but. WWE's established. Like I said, they've been around for decades. The other company's been around for three years. So even like the the, the classic nonchalant wrestling fans, they they literally call wrestling WWE. Like it's not pro wrestling. They forget that there's other promotions out there. 
So does it shock me that WWE's ratings, even when they suck, are higher than AEW? It's just because everyone knows where they are. But in all the same networks, haven't moved. Like also, you have to think AEW was instantly pretty popular. Look who came with it, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was the most. Chris Jericho was the name that Mm -hmm. brought all this in. Now. Now, then you had Cody Rhodes. The Young Bucks were with the hardcore fans, not the casuals. Kenny Omega as well. And then you brought, you know, the MJF, the Hangman Page, the Jungle Boys. But you had Chris Jericho to help you out. So it was really easy to put yourself on the map right away. But also, you got to remember, they still have a lot of those names. The only yeah. name that's not there that you just mentioned is Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he's back in WWE. And Marco Stunt, yep. But... <laughs> but... AEW still has Kenny Omega. AEW still has the Young Bucks. AEW still has Chris Jericho. So in that theory, to use what you're saying, their 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 blip on the map should only continue to grow. So the yeah. fact that people still have this belief that they're not competition to WWE, yeah, they're not doing the numbers yet, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they one day could. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be tough just with the history of WWE, but you know, we'll, this we'll is also coming from a guy who ran a promotion, two promotions into the fucking ground. I don't listen to what Eric Bischoff has yeah, to I say. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, Jesus. All right. So my dummy moment of the week goes to Donald Wood. Dylan, he published an article on Bleacher Report this week listing uh-huh. his top three most overrated wrestlers in pro wrestling today. Where's Sylvan listed? First, he said Liv Morgan, and I 100% agree with that. She just doesn't have that star ability in the ring or on the mic with her being a major champion. I just don't think she's ready for that spot. I'm with him. Then he said the Miz. Mm-mm. Nope. The Miz is not overrated at all. He's exactly where he should be. He's I think he's underrated. He's currently there to put over talent. I think that's going to increase with, you know, with the Triple H. He's fantastic on the mic. He makes feuds important. Super safe and reliable worker. He's definitely yeah. not overrated. Then he said Brian Cage. <laughs> First off, Stop. the dude hasn't been on TV. So how is he even overrated? Second of all, this is someone who legit can be a face of a company because mm-hmm. of his look, his athletic ability. Remember, dude's just not a powerhouse. He's a literal machine who can do flips. Yeah. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I just don't agree with Brian Cage and The Miz. I'm with them on Lev Morgan, though. Yeah, The Miz has established himself as one of the safest and cleanest workers, not just in WWE, but dare I say in wrestling. Um, The Miz, up until the Thunderdome stuff, (coughs) hadn't dealt with a major injury. No. So, like, not only does he protect his opponents, he protects himself, too. He's reliable. And even when he was hurt and he was in the wheelchair doing the dripstick stuff, he was still on TV every week. Like, he refused to take time off. So, I think, I think The Miz is doing great. I, I, when you were saying all that, I said that he's a little underrated in my mind. I think he's yeah. positioned a little higher on the card. But he's executing his role perfectly, like you said. Brian yep. Cage, this guy's, this guy's a <laughs> machine. He's a, he's a freak athlete. He's bigger than everyone. He's faster than most. He's I, just, I, I, I can't even put into words. I, I, uh, 
Like he's just he's he's on another level. He's he's got that it factor. He does, and it's just it fucking sucks that the people that he works for just can't see that. Honor, um, get him on the phone. When his contract's out, get him on the phone. His contract's ought to be coming up soon, right? Yeah. I hope. I hope for his sake, so he can get signed somewhere where WWE. they treat him better. They treat him better. Let's so, come on over. Boy, Triple H would push that guy to the let's moon. Let's get let's get him and Walter. I mean Gunther. No, Walter. Apparently, so Gunther was or Walter was also on um, Ryan's show, and he said he wasn't against the name change. He kind of likes it. Well, Triple H's not going to like it. He Back says that he said that. Yeah, he said that. However, <laughs> his real name is Walter, so it's just easy to go by that. He's more upset that his name isn't in all caps. Not that his name changed. He's like, I thought it was still in all caps. We should change that. I'm Triple like, H. Oh. Let's get back to Walter. Everything's good again. Yeah, um, and also the name changes is something long-term. I expect to change that. I did not listen. Anyway, um, we're not going to say who we think are the top three most overrated wrestlers because I think that would be a really good show down the road. Yep. Underrated and overrated. I think that would be really fun. Uh, tweet at us or uh, shoot us a message on Instagram if you agree. But, uh, Dylan, would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week and then get us out of here? I think it's going to be really fun next week. Yeah, so next week we're going to have a debate episode. Now, the thing is, the little twist, the M. Night Shalamaland twist here, is we don't know the topic we're going to debate <coughs> until we hit record. Um, so Kyle is going to put a post out on Reddit. So we encourage you guys to go there, give us a bunch of topics, uh, whichever one gets the most likes or whatever, uh, whatever criteria Kyle comes up with. Maybe we'll gonna, do more than one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do more than one. Uh, but I'm sure whichever one gets the most likes or, or, uh, uh, posts or whatever, um, that's what we'll do. Like Kyle said, maybe it's going to be more than one, but the big thing is, is we're not going to know what we're debating until showtime so that's gonna be a lot of fun uh can't wait and uh this can be a common thing too this can happen more than once and then we're gonna have that we do know go you know that we do know of going in who should broke the streak is definitely one that we want to do so we'll we'll do that close to wrestlemania season but um but we got we got some really uh debatable topics yeah too. The, the the streak stuff kyle and i have debated on our own a few times so that's going to be an easy episode um an easy plug and play kind of thing and i think that'll be a lot of fun because everyone has their own opinion on yeah. what should have happened with the streak so that'll be a fun future episode but it's not going to be this episode i guess unless the fans pick it. Uh, hey who knows <laughs> it might who be knows? who knows we might be doing it but uh really good stuff and uh Dylan, do you have anything else before we uh, wrap on out here? I do, buddy. Um, so, as Kyle said, it is his birthday. Um, 26. So, Golly, I'm old. Fucking old man. I know. Um, so when big... I was your age, man, I couldn't. I didn't even know what to do myself. <laughs> You're four months older than me. I was 25. <laughs> <about> to... <laughs> You're like, oh, man, when I was 25 like you, man, I thought I had my life ahead of me. And 26 hit, and I was like, whoo. That's yeah, big changes. Uh, <laughs> but I want to give you a birthday shout out. Um, Kyle and I have known each other for for oh, fourteen years, fourteen years, almost a decade and a half. Oh my uh, god! We've actually gotten to a point where I think we've known each other longer than we haven't known each other. Yeah. Um. So it's nuts. 
Kyle's one of my closest friends, so I want to give him a birthday shout out. You're on your way to Florida tomorrow, correct? So yeah. So uh, safe travels, to... safe travels to you. Um, yeah. We're gonna alter the recording schedule a little bit, so next week's episode is gonna be posted a little differently due to Kyle being out of the state. Um, but really excited for you. I hope you have a good time, safe travels, and uh, happy birthday, my friend. Yes, sir. I uh, I'm gonna see. Maybe we could. Get it out next Sunday. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, play it by ear. Yeah, but uh, one thing I do uh, want to tell the viewers, actually, uh, one of my presents today was a PlayStation 2. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to be getting my hands on SBR 07. And, and then no one's going to be hearing from me for a while. Because Dylan, Dylan got knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dylan knows how much I like GM mode. So. I've got I've got 07 on the 360. The thing is, is my 360 is current in, uh, currently in red ring status, so uh, we got to get that fixed. But uh, Kyle and I will be firing up GM mode. The it's good a, GM mode. It's too. at a local medical facility. <laughs> hey, we can say hospitals now. Oh yeah. But yeah, it was it was transported to a local medical facility. Um. Which eventually got renamed to hospital, um, but that's where it's at right now. It's in the uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's in the, it's just in one of those beds. Yeah. Uh, it had a, had an ambulance match and it lost. So that's that's where my three sixty's at right now. Yeah, but yeah, Buller didn't put it over. Anyway, uh, that, he put so his calves is, over though. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, it for us this week. So I might be out of the loop for. You know, it's just because we are on vacation, but uh, I'll uh, get everything ready for next week. We appreciate everyone listening to this point, and we will catch everyone next week on the road to the Clash of the Castle event. Looking forward to that.